being faithful. All right, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 24. Uh, Proverbs chapter 24, verses 30. And I want to preach a message, so I want encourage you, grab a pen, grab a paper, and I want you to make some notes tonight because I've got a few scriptures I want to give out uh, that uh, would help you in getting a better understanding of what I'm about to talk tonight and preach about tonight. So Proverbs 24 verses 30 through to 34. And as you're turning there, there's a, a story about a man whose family sent him to the doctor and this man was, you know, he never went to work, just avoided family functions and kept using the same old excuse, you know, I'm just too sick, I'm just sick. And his boss was worried. Every time he'd call up sick for work, his boss was like, How, why are you not getting yourself checked up? Go and get yourself checked up at a doctor. And so he decided, he went to the doctors, got himself uh, checked out, and then, uh, the, you know, he sat down and the doctor checked his temperature, checked, checked the uh, heartbeat, everything seems okay. And he paused and he sat down and the, the man was in his seat and he said, Doc, just say it how it is, Doc. He says, just give it to me straight. Don't use any complicated, fancy medical terms. Uh, I just want the truth. Uh, my family wants to know the truth. What's wrong with me? And the doctor paused, looked at him in the eyes, and he said, look, I'll make it as plain as I can. There is nothing wrong with you. You're just lazy. <laughs> the man sat silent for a moment, then said, I see. Well, is there any complicated, fancy sounding medical term that I can tell my family. And I share that story because how many know, a lot of people don't want to hear the truth about their own laziness. Amen. So I'm going to preach on this topic tonight. I want to address the issue or the topic of laziness because as we continue to build God's kingdom, as we continue to move forward and facilitate God's uh, revival that's taking place, the momentum and the growth that's taking place in our church, from time to time, we're going to have to deal with our own flesh, our own laziness. Can you say amen tonight? Amen. Jesus says the harvest is truly plentiful. Jesus says, man, it's ripe for harvest. Let's go and uh, win these souls who are ready to be saved. But he says the laborers are few. And as I'm writing this message, I can't help but feel the Holy Ghost say, could it be the hindrance to God's work is lazy laborers? Could it be the hindrance to your personal breakthrough is because of your own laziness? And my prayer, God, let us not be lazy Christians, lazy in our walk with Christ, lazy when it comes to reading His Word, apathetic when it comes to outreach. Oh, another outreach. Oh, i got to go to outreach. Oh, church again tonight. Seven. And we become so lazy when it comes to these things, even so in our marriage. Even so, at our workplace, but especially in the kingdom of God, may we not become lazy. Let's look at our scripture tonight. Proverbs 24, verses 30, down through to 34. Listen to this. I went by the field of the lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. That's weeds. Its stone wall was broken down. Verse 32, when I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. I want you to look at verse 32 for a second. When I saw it, I considered it 
well. I looked on it and I received instruction. I want to preach a message from this thought. Lessons from the lazy man. Lessons from the lazy man tonight. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, convict us. Holy Spirit, challenge us. Change us when it comes to dealing with our laziness. Help us get a better understanding, Lord God, of laziness through your word tonight. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen, amen and amen. So number one, if you're taking note, let's consider the Bible and the lazy man. The Bible and the lazy man. What does the Bible say about lazy people? What does the Bible say about you? Oof. <laughs> what does the Bible say about me being lazy? The Bible describes a lazy man as a slothful, as a sluggard. And if you were to study the Bible, you'd find many scriptures about laziness. And so if you've got your pen and paper, I hope you take some notes tonight. Because this is going to give you a good understanding of laziness. Proverbs 10 verse 26. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. I don't know about you, but if you ever come in contact with a lazy man, it's exactly like this text. Hurts the eyes like smoke. I mean, you're like, oh, man. It's like, you know, man, you're lazy. Look at you. You're like, man, and it's like full on. It's like it's, it's smoke to the eyes. It hurts. It's, it's like vinegar to the teeth. It's, dista it's distasteful. It's, it's nothing, you know what, nothing uh, appealing to a man's life or to a woman's life uh, when someone is lazy. There's this spiritual yuckiness. Can, can, come on, can I preach tonight? There's, this, there's something about a lazy person that puts you off. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 4, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. I want you to see these two words at work. Desire and diligence. The soul of a lazy man desires. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do this. Oh man, I've got massive plans. Yeah, I'll do this and then I'm going to do that. But yet, he's all talk, no action. One has motive. The other one has motion. One is able to receive and say, look, you know what? I've got to make a plan. And the other one just makes plans, never fulfills. But the other one is diligent and he fulfills his plans, Proverbs 18, verse 9. He who is slothful in his work, he who is lazy and just slow in his work, listen to this, is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. He who is slothful in his work, he is a brother to him, uh, is a brother to him who is a destroyer. What that verse is saying is this laziness and destruction are related, they're like family members. And I want you to know, you expect nothing but destruction if you're lazy in your work. If you're lazy in your employment. If you're lazy in your marriage. Expect nothing but destruction. Listen to that verse again. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. Proverbs chapter 19 verses 24. Listen to this verse. A lazy man, a lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. I mean, think about this. A lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. I'll just let the Holy Spirit convict you on that one. Let's go to Proverbs 20, verses 4. Proverbs 20, verse 4. Listen to this. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. 
He will beg during harvest and have nothing. This is a lazy man that says, oh, yeah, I'll go to work when time's right. Yeah, I'm just not feeling right. I'll get up when it's right. Oh, yeah. And he sees what's going on and he decides to make his decisions by what kind of season it is. What a lazy person. And here in our text, listen to this tonight. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. Listen to this. Actually, let me read Proverbs 21 and I'll get to that verse. So Proverbs 21, verse 25. Listen to this. The desire of the lazy man kills him for his hand refuses, refuse to labor. Get that. The, the uh, desire of the lazy man kills him for his hands refuse to labor. He knows he should go to work. He knows it's, you know, going to work is good for him, but it's killing him because he's so lazy that he refuses to go to work. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 10. This is, this is what convicted me. I hope it convicts you. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Now I get it if you have a medical condition and you can't work. Amen. I get that. That's why we have Centrelink that can help provide to help assist those who can't work. But listen, if you're in good health, if you have some hands and you got some nice set of feet, some good working legs, listen, do us all a favor, get a job. Come on, the Bible says if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. I mean, let this, uh, let this verse of scripture convict those of you here tonight that don't work to say, man, listen, if we're going to be a people of his word, let's not be lazy. This is a spirit that God is bringing to our attention that it's slothful, it's lazy and may never be in our church that, you know, we decide to be lazy in what we do. We become lazy in what we say. We become lazy in the word of God. We become so lazy. That the spirit is now going throughout the city. And it's like, man, how are we to reach the people? How are we, how are we to reach those who are, you know, living in their slothfulness? When the Christians are lazy themselves. And in our text, we find a sad story. It's a very sad story. A story of destruction. I mean, let's look at the first two verses again. I went by the field of the lazy man. And by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles, covered with weeds. Its stone, was, stone wall was broken down. And I want you to understand, vineyards in Bible times represented something so important. It was an inheritance passed down from generation down through generation. And this is a story of a lazy man. It's a sad story because it's a story of what could have been. What could have been a future? What could have been a blessing? What could have been something to help him and his family, even his kids or his children, is now brought to destruction because he did not take the opportunity given to him to maintain. And so his future is destroyed by two things. If you're making note, laziness and pride. Here it is. The word of God tells us devoid of understanding. Webster's Dictionary says this of devoid. It's this. Devoid means not having something usual or expected. Completely without something. For example, he is devoid of any ambition. Another example, the landscape seems to be completely devoid 
of life. And that is exactly what it's talking about when it's saying devoid of understanding. And it's so sad when you look at someone's life and you realize, man, what could have been the potential that was given to her, the potential that was given to him, but through laziness and pride, destroying their life. They were blessed with amazing marriage. They were blessed with children. They were blessed with a job. They were blessed with ministry. But yet because of laziness, rooted down in pride, destroys their life. And in our text, it tells us devoid of understanding. It's talking about this refusal of wisdom, this refusal of godly wisdom to obey the word of God. Proverbs 4 verses 5 through to 7 says, get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Verse 6, do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her, she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. And so our text is saying the reason why he was so, uh, the reason why there was destruction is because this man refused to get wisdom. And the only way you can get wisdom is through God. Can you say amen? amen? James chapter 1 verses 5 through to 6 tells us, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Listen, you can have wisdom in your life. You can have wisdom in your marriage. You can have wisdom in your finances. It's only when you begin to seek God. And it's in our text, this man thought, you know what, he's so prideful, he's so lazy. Oh, I can do it myself. Oh, yeah, I can do things on my own. But what ended up happening, he never took care of his vineyard. Never took care of his marriage. He never took care of his kids. He never took care of the things in his workplace. He became lazy. He became prideful. Prideful men don't seek God for wisdom. Prideful men don't seek God for godly advice. They simply do whatever they think they know what is right. Which is what Proverbs 26 verse 16 says. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. I mean the lazy man thinks he's always right. Even when others are telling him the right answer. Have you ever met someone like that? You know, you try to give them some, some encouragement. You try to give them some advice. You try to help them along the way. But it's like, man, it's, it's falling on deaf ears. It's because this man or this woman decides to think, man, I'm wise in my own eyes. And so it's, a, it's such a sad story because what should have been a blessing is nothing but barrenness. What would have been destiny is nothing but destruction. What could have been a future for this man is nothing but a futile land. All because of laziness and pride. And the thing is this, the fruit will speak of itself. Everything down to the minute detail will speak for itself. So here's a sub point under this heading. Don't neglect the little things. Don't neglect the little things. Let me ask you the question, what's your bedroom look like? <laughs> is it messy? Is it nice and clean? Is it tidy? All right, guys, let's go over to the house now. Let's go. <laughs> What's your kitchen look like? What's your bathroom look like? What's your toilet look like? I mean, this, these are the little things that are important. I'm using this as an illustration because Luke 16 verse 10 says, He who is faithful in what is least 
is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. How you handle the little things determines who you are as a person. How you deal with the little things is who you really are in your character. There's a true story. I know a lady uh, personally, she went for an interview uh, for a manager position. And she, come, she came in contact with the CEO. And she's having this uh, interview with the CEO. And the CEO of this company asked her point blank and said, okay, what's the state of your bedroom? And right then and there, she thought, oh, that's a bit of a weird question to be asked. But without hesitation, she then replied, my bedroom's immaculate. She said, man, I've gone through much length to keep my bedroom in a state where, you know what, I want my bedroom to feel like it's a resort where I can just come home and rest and relax. And straight and right there, the CEO tells her, the job is yours. And the reason why I shared that is because he said these words to her, it's the little things that are the proving point in someone's character. And this is exactly what this story is saying in our text tonight. The little things were neglected. Listen to verse 31. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. These were the little things that every day he neglected. These were the little things. Its surface was covered with weeds. He should have gone and pulled out the weeds. He should have gone and took care of his garden, his vineyard. But he was so lazy to do the little things. Just to get rid of the thorns. Just to get rid of the weeds. He was so lazy. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 19, the way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. The lazy man's life is nothing but thorns. Thorns is a representation or a picture of the curse that came in with sin back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 18. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the herb of the field. Jesus spoke about this in the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13, verse 7. And some fell among the thorns. The thorns sprang up and choked them. And in verse 22, Jesus explains this verse and he says, Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. What a picture of our story in the text. This man became unfruitful. This man became uh, uh, unfruitful in his life and destruction took place because of the thorns, because of the weeds. And it's a picture right there and then of our lives being taken care by the things of the world that come in. The deceitfulness of riches have taken over in our lives. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10, for the love of money is a root of all evil. Money is not evil, the love of it is. For which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and listen to this, and pierced themselves with many sorrows. A picture of the thorns that, you know what, the cares of the world begin to pierce people with many sorrows. And back to the story of what could have been, right? Get this, the field was overgrown with thorns, covered with weeds, all because of laziness, linked with pride, linked with this refusal to get wisdom from God. And now nothing's left but destruction. And our text says its stone walls was broken down. Which leads to the second point. And that's this, the lessons from the lazy man. Verse 32 says, when I saw it, I want you to catch this. I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. I like the message uh, paraphrase version. Listen to what it says. I took a long look and pondered what I saw. 
the fields, I love this, preached a sermon to me. And I listened. When people look at your life, what sort of message are you preaching? When they see your life, is it overgrown with the cares of the world and you're just living like the world and everything is like, you know, you're unfruitful in everything that you do? Is it, is, are they looking at your life and they're getting a picture, they're getting a message that's saying, man, this guy, there's something about him. Or is it, are they looking at your life and they see everything overgrown by the cares of this world? What is your life preaching? And we're going to take some lessons tonight from the lazy man. Listen to it. It says, a little sleep, a little slumber. That's a good song. A little sleep, a little slumber. <laughs> a little folding of the hands to rest. And the Bible calls this, listen to this, indolent sleep. I-N-D-O-L-E-N-T. Indolent sleep, which means the love of sleep. Indolent means a person who is slow and lazy. Not the type of person you want running your company, not the type of person you want running with you in a marathon race, okay? If you're diagnosed with an illness, the doctors would say indolent to describe medical conditions that are slow to progress. And you'd prefer an indolent one over the one that spreads quickly. And so the lazy man is slow and he loves to sleep. Proverbs 6 verse 9 through to 11 how long will you slumber oh sluggard don't you just love the word of god <laughs> how long will you slumber you sluggard <laughs> when will you rise from your sleep a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to sleep so shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man proverbs chapter 10 verse 5 he who gathers in the summer is a wise son he who sleeps in the harvest is a son who causes shame. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 15. Laziness casts one into a deep sleep. And an idle person, idle, I-D-L-E, someone who does nothing, an idle person will suffer hunger. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 13. Do not love sleep lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you will be satisfied with bread a lazy man a lazy woman loves to sleep and never wants to go to work and you watch this a spiritual poverty begins to come upon this particular person because the verse says so shall your poverty come like a prowler and you need like an armed man that suddenly that through no work that through you become idle and lazy all of a sudden you get attacked spiritually all of a sudden you're getting attacked through temptation or something is specifically attacking you because listen a lazy person who doesn't work sleep all day he'll be easily attacked she'll be easily attacked by the enemy there's a quote that i like an idle mind i-d-l-e an idle mind is the devil's playground an old preacher said this and i love this quote sometimes uh, some temptations come to the industrious but all temptations attack the idle, the those who just sit there and do nothing. So three things you're going to take away from this message. I want to give you three things. Number one, get a job. Amen. Number one, get a job. If you want to be someone that's not lazy, attack laziness and simply get a job. Man, I remember as a teenage boy, 
I had no, 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 nothing in me that wanted to work. <laughs> I was a spray painter. I was a party guy. I loved to just chill, relax. You t- I meet people on the street and like, oh, we got to work. It's like, hey, good on you, bro. Good. Hey, good on you, sis. Go and work. You just work your heart out. I'm just going to relax and just take it easy, man. But you know what I found? That, that it hindered my walk with God. You know what I found? That it hindered my discipleship process. I want to be a preacher. Hey, listen, how are you going to learn to be a preacher if you can't even get a job? How, how, are you going to, uh, how is God going to uh, trust you with things when you can't simply be faithful to a job and get up early in the morning, go to work, nine to five? Amen. Preach it, pastor. Woo! <laughs> and so here it is. You know what? Number one, get a job. Number two, work on the little things. I want to give you three H's to help you. Three H's. Number one, heart. Work on the little things when it comes to your heart. Spiritually speaking, pray. Read God's Word. Not only read it, but study God's Word. I want, I want to encourage us. Man, we ought to be studies. We ought to be people who would be like students and begin to study His Word. Look into His Scripture. Look through the Word of God and say, God, I want you to speak to me. Renew my mind. Transform my mind. So pray, read, study God's Word. Do what His Word tells you to do. Come to church. This is the first H, heart. This is going to help you spiritually. Secondly, the second H is health. H-E-A-L-T-H, health. Let's not only be spiritually fit, but let's also be physically fit as well. Amen? Amen. It's time for us to, you know what, say, listen, it's time to, yeah, get fit again. (laughs) It's time to say, you know what, I'm going to train, discipline my body. It's time to get up in the morning, do some star jumps, yeah, do some push-ups, little things, you know what, that, these are the things, the little things that affect us. I mean, if we're going to last the long run, we're in our marriage, in our, with our kids. Listen, no one wants somebody who's just lazy, apathetic, and just simply can't keep up. Listen, when you decide to do the little things, heart, health, God help us with our heart spiritually, and God help us with our health that we become physically fit as well. Third H is your home. Practically get your house in order. Turn your house into a home. In fact, turn it into a holiday home. Every time you walk into that house, man, there's no other place like home. These are the little things. Like I said, what's your bedroom? What's your toilet? Man, make it look like a hotel Sweet. Brother, you live here in this one-bedroom apartment? Yeah, bro, it's a suite, bro. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm telling you, do the little things. Keep your house in order. H, heart, health, home. And the third thing I want you to get tonight, so one, get a job, two, work on the little things, and number three, get some proper sleep. Amen. Go to bed at a decent hour. Come on, if you're taking notes, sleep early, live better. Amen. Don't stay up all night playing games. Don't stay up all night watching YouTube. Don't stay up all night on the social media. Get some sleep. Yeah, come on. I mean, we can wake up in the morning and wonder, oh, man, I'm so tired. Oh, I don't want to go to work. And it's like, oh, all of a sudden we feel like having Maccas for breakfast when we already made breakfast the other night. It's a healthy one. It's like, oh, no, I'll just go get it. And it's like because we did not get good enough sleep 
Listen to this. Families who regularly go to bed late could be damaging their health and well-being. Australian research shows a study of sleep patterns of parents and their children found those late to bed were in the lowest socioeconomic level and had the least favorable diet and activity behaviors. Can I encourage you, if you want to grow this year, if you want to mature this year, listen, you got to get to work, get some proper sleep, and work on the little things. Athletes, I mean, I've, I've seen documentaries and read biographies of uh, professional trainers who train these professional athletes, and the number one thing they do, say to every single one of these high-performing athletes, is to get some rest. They, they're playing back-to-back games week after week. Some of them actually play games uh, one night back-to-back. And they say the best thing for them is to rest and recover. The reason why I said this is because they said this. Professional trainers say if they aren't getting the proper rest to recover and recharge, they become more prone to personal injuries. How much more as Christians when we don't get proper sleep that we risk spiritual injuries? where the enemy is attacking us. It's like, oh my goodness, and we become so weighed down and we feel like we feel limping coming to church is because of these injuries and we're not getting proper sleep. That's, that's like, man, is it? Wow, revelation. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like, yeah, pastor, preach a message on something. It's like, oh, whoa, I just got, get some proper sleep. Let that be the church that we live in this year that we should say, you know what, man, we want to go forward in God. We want to grow. We want to see God's kingdom, but we don't want to be lazy people. And so let's be a people that won't be lazy in everything that we do. Take care of the little things. Amen. All right, let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Simple message from lessons of a lazy man.